This episode is supported by IRL, an original podcast from Mozilla, made for people who are into or build AI and people who develop tech policies. Listen to Mozilla IRL wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, and welcome to the Expansive Podcast, where we explore the frontiers of personal growth, business innovation, and technology. We believe that growth and progress comes from expanding our minds, exploring new possibilities, and embracing change. My name is Eric. I'm one half of the Expansive Podcast, and back in the saddle this week is my co-pilot, Mr. John Sane. He was missing in action for an episode, which is uh, very unlike him, you know, just having me fly solo for an episode. I had Bridget Todd as co-pilot for that episode, but uh, your presence was very dearly missed. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I really was very unhappy I missed that interview, to be honest. Um, I'm looking forward to listening to it. I think I was flying. I think I was in the air. They just need to upgrade yeah. the Wi-Fi on the air so that we can start recording pods. <laughs> just a matter of time. Apparently, Delta has yeah. now linked with Starlink. So now you have full Wi-Fi right across, you know, so... What's going on? Your end is here. Thank you so much. This December, yes. as they say in South Africa, it is the time to unwind and start to defrag from the year. And here we are doing our last episode of the year, which uh, is always a fun one where we relate back to our word of the year and see how it's actually engaged with us. And I remember last year I was in Dubai when we did this and it was such an aha episode for me. And I think for you as well. And I'm looking forward to unpacking it with you. And also, before we start, let's all welcome Atlas. Yes. Um, Eric has a new fur child, little Atlas cutie, munty, munty, little boy has arrived. <laughs> and uh, I've been watching him on uh, Insta. And if you don't follow Eric, you should uh, on socials. And he's been posting a lot about Atlas. Tell us a little bit about Atlas. Yeah. So um, obviously, you know, Axel left a, a massive hole in the in our hearts, but also in the house. And since then, like we said, you know, for for Jaeger, like we think he needs company. Like he he was obviously grieving Axel for for the first two three weeks, and then since then, like it's been tough to leave him home alone. He he doesn't like that kind of thing. He's always been a bit of an anxious like pup, and so we just felt like he needed companionship, and. We didn't want to rush the process, though. So we've always had this kind of rule between the two of us that we're on all the adoption pages. And if we see a pup that just resonates with us, like when we see a face and like it speaks to us, we go and see that pup. And it happened with Axel. It happened with Jaeger. And then a few weeks ago, Danica sent me a photo and she's like, we have to go look at these pups. And so we did the thing. We just honored the messages and the signals from the universe. Um, we went to go look at, at um, his name was Rover back then. And yeah, it just clicked. And like from the moment we met him, he was just the sweetest boy. Like he was uh, with a litter there and he was licking their bellies, like all the puppies' bellies and grooming them and looking after them. Um, and when you look into his eyes, like it, it was just like an immediate connection. And so we went through home checks. Um, he was shared online 373 times. They had hundreds of applications for him and we were the ones approved. And so we went through on Sunday, we fetched him and we renamed him Atlas. Um, Atlas holds the world together, like on his shoulders. 
And yeah, man, amazing to have him here. He's smart. He's um, congratulations. Yeah, no, I couldn't be happier. It, it's mixed emotions, you know, mixed emotions. But but yeah, we're happy to have him here. We're happy to have another pup that's getting a, a better shot at life. So that's Atlas. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations to you and Danica. It's really fantastic to see. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, listen, so today we have a few things we want to cover. We want to talk, obviously, about Word for the Year. Uh, but before we get to that, there are two other things that we want to talk about. Uh, the first is that you obviously go to many different conferences and attend many sort of self-development and personal development uh, courses and uh, what, would, what would the word yeah. be like? Events and ceremonies. Yes, programs. Programs, I guess. Yeah. 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 And so this was your first time this year doing Tony Robbins. You've, like, obviously, we know all about Dr. Joe Spencer, uh, but this time you've mm. decided to go and do yeah. Tony Robbins. Tell us about that. How's that been going for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm recording no, the no podcast. No foreshadowing happening yeah, in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the podcast instead of being at Tony Robbins. So let's just start with that. <clears throat> You know, the diplomatic, the diplomatic way to say this, which is <clears throat> he's just not my teacher. That's kind of because I think that there's, you know, there's teachers at every layer of consciousness. And I wish I had come to Tony Robbins 10 years ago, 20 years ago, in fact. But sitting there um, for the first day was somewhat like somewhat intriguing, but mostly torturous. And then the second day was almost all torturous and I just left halfway. I just walked out. I just couldn't actually carry on. And it's just, you know, he's taught me also another diplomatic way of saying it is he's taught me everything I don't want to be in a man. He's, uh, he's self-promoting. He's constantly telling us how much money he has and that he, he's got private planes and just lack of elegance, you know? And so the, the way, the best way to sum it up is it's a wrestling match, WWF wrestling match combined with a charismatic church where the God is Tony Robbins, his wife and money. And everybody's so enamored by this unbelievable story of the self-promoting guy. And he's just repeating a lot of the work that's, from other teachers and he's quite open about it in some places where he says, I got this from this person or this from that person. And he's, he's, he's repeating stuff that I did 15 years ago. So like, you know, write your own story. Are you the star of your own story? Like, like stuff that's just so outdated. But I think the thing that really got to me was having to what he calls peak performance or peak state and he's constantly asking me to stand up and do aerobics, massage somebody next to you and high five everybody and say, yes. And I just felt to myself, I was in a bad 1990s movie that was all about saying yes about your life ahead. And these, <laughs> these, these motivate, he's a motivational specialist. And we all know that motivation is dead and he's still plugging that old message. It was, a very, very painful decision to leave because it cost me $10,000 to be here. They did mention, he did mention three or four times on stage that he would give people full refunds. And uh, so I left and I asked for a refund and I was promptly told that I don't qualify for a refund, which is so 
like that. <laughs> so, so indicative of that system that they have. Uh, so it was a, it was a. You, you just didn't hit the massage I, yeah. quota. You yes. massaged like five yes. people too few, exactly. and so you don't get to qualify yeah, for the also refund. It was, it was triple or quadruple the price of Dr. Joe. No food. Terrible food to buy. Couldn't bring your own food in. It was just a horrible, horrible experience. I will not recommend him to anybody. In fact, I went purposefully and unfollowed him from every social media handle that I followed him. And uh, just not a fan. And uh, I'm now confirmed that I'm not a fan and never want to go back. So good luck to him and his world Mm. and the people that follow him. He's just not my teacher. Well, before I ask you this, let me just make the comment that um, I think it's amazing for you to be able to uh, have the awareness around that um, and to then leave because, you know, like we often, we we feel so committed to something that we've, and especially when we've paid the money for it, that we're like, I'll just see it through. And even at, at the book level, you know, I, I mean, I've seen so many times people say like, if you pick up a book, like you don't have to read the whole thing. Like if you get halfway through and you feel like you've had enough, you can stop. Like or, or if it's a bad book, you can stop. But somehow people feel like they need to just finish the book because they've bought it. And um, I think here, you know, there's, there are many avenues in life where there are sunk costs and it's okay to just move beyond that and like see the sunk cost and, and do something that's better for you. The question that I have for you is obviously from a professional point of view, like as a keynote speaker and as someone who was on stage, you said for yes. like 12 hours Very impressive. a day. What did you take from him as a, as a speaker? Well, look, I think his production is excellent, but it's cheesy. It's not... Like he'll start, it's preempted. Mm. So he's got these certain places in his talks where all of a sudden the soft music starts playing in the background and he goes on the sort of like pre, pre uh, rehearsed like space about, I don't know, something it's, it's produced like a Hallmark movie. Like it's so cheesy. And before you come on, there's like these aerobic instructors that come up and make you do aerobics it's just, I don't know. Look, look, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's like so bad. Um, look, obviously, very, I don't know. I'm finding it hard to, because I just don't find him in integrity and I don't find him on a higher level of consciousness. I find him at the peak of lower consciousness. Like he's at the highest of ends of 3D reality where it was about pushing, it was about ambition. Mm. And it's got absolutely nothing to do with flow states, with consciousness, with allowance, with the deep wisdom. So I think if you think about things in mentality ways, he's peaking. And in consciousness ways, he's zeroing. But I just don't think he knows. I think he's peaked Mm. at that level. And because he's at that success Mm. at that level, he's peaked there. And so to ask me what he was like at a speaker from that level nothing resonates because he's coming from a different frequency than me. Mm. Um, And if I had to go to a speaker that had a higher level of frequency and he was a terrible speaker was that wasn't the point like Michael Singer from untethered soul and from the, the the surrender experiment, not a great speaker, just like giggles and like laughs along, but super high consciousness. He can say whatever he wants, but the place he's coming from is one of love and flow and consciousness, whereas when Tony is coming from a place of push, ambition, motivation, which makes everything he says glazed with a sense of 
lacking integrity and lacking consciousness for me in many ways. Mm. But again, you know, people, like some people I respect are there and they're not experiencing that. I am. So kudos to them. They, they, they're taking what they can yeah. out of it and ignoring the rest. I couldn't. Look, I think sometimes, you know, you end up in a situation where kind of what you need in the moment is just to brute force it a little bit. And you are stuck in the hole so deep that what you need is just to get to a, a higher level of, of motivation. That's actually just all you need is like, if I can just lift myself out of this hole for a second, then I could take the first step that I need to take. And that might give me some momentum down the path. And that might lead me to where I need to go. And I think what you're saying is, you know, he's the king of motivation. And everything that you've told me is about changing people's cognitive state that they are in. So it's not about the deep work. It's just about the cognitive state that you are in, like just feeling better for a moment. And like, cool, we're massaging each other. Are we like releasing oxytocin and whatever? And then we're jumping up and down and then we're doing cardio and then we like this and then we like doing these yes affirmations and whatever. And so, yes, like I'm getting into a higher and higher emotional state, which also means I get into probably a more like buying state for oh, other yes. things. Oh, yes, let's not forget the fact that you're constantly being sold to yeah. and you're constantly being told that you're an idiot if you're not a platinum <laughs> member. I mean, that was just, it was just so condescending. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. I recently listened to episode one of season seven of the IRL pod. And by now we all have this idea of what LLMs are. Things like GPT-4, Claude, Llama, Bard, and we love tinkering on it. We look at funny use cases like doing your homework, for example, using these large language models. But in this episode, they talk about how it could be used to create misinformation at scale when abused by what they called sophisticated threat agents. And it made me realize that we all need to be more sophisticated users of this tech. And it really starts by educating yourself on how it works. So search for Mozilla IRL in your podcast player or visit IRLpodcast.org. We'll also include a link in the show notes. Thank you to IRL for their support of this pod. But, but you know, so sometimes you might just need that. And like that yes. gets you unstuck and it gets you moving and you feel good and you leave the thing thinking like it's done what it's supposed to do. But then, you know, if, if there's deeper work that needs to be done, it, it never hits that level. And it never helps you untangle and decode and understand what's happening at a deeper level for you. Um, and so like you say, you know, yeah. Different folks with different strokes, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine you're on a plane and the captain comes on and says, so if you're in platinum, enjoy the air conditioning and the great food and if you're in business, right? If you did it, and those poor sods in economy, you know, <laughs> sitting so far back, not really realizing anything, don't really have air con. And you're sitting there and look, it's cost $7,000 to be here. It's not like a cheap exercise by no means. And you're sitting there listening to this being, being told that you're a Muppet and then, then stand up and high five and, and give everybody a yes. <laughs> Look, I think, I think the best way to say this is, is, is he's taught me everything yeah. I don't want to be in yeah. a man. Everything. Like I've realized mm. my God isn't money. Like it really isn't money at all. And he's made that so clear for me because no, it's just, so yeah. It's, it's, so he's taught me a lot. He's taught me a lot. And so I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, so post-conference, um, you've had some time to reflect and you made a video. Tell us about that. Yeah, look, I, 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 uh, I was really angry <laughs> the second night when I got back to my hotel. 
angry. I just couldn't believe what a terrible, terrible experience this was. Anyway, and and then obviously, you know, he said a few times on 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 stage, you can get a full refund if you're not happy. I asked him for a refund. They told me I don't qualify. Obviously, that's their system. Um, marketing doesn't equal the actual actions they have. But either way. Um, and then yesterday I decided, you know what? I'm in West Palm Beach and oh my God, what an absolutely gorgeous part of the world. And uh, I met this waitress uh, at this restaurant called True Food, which I love, which is an unbelievable restaurant. Anyway, so I keep going to True Food. I met this waitress. She's really cool. And she told me you can go rent a bicycle and told me about some trails. So I, I went and rented a bicycle. I went up and down this trail. I went to go to, I mean, I went to go even see Donald Trump's house, uh, Mar-a-Lago, which is just beautiful as well. And mm. I just started thinking about this podcast that I'd listened to about uh, comparison and how comparison just drains your energy. And I know, you know, Eric, you and I in our world, we suffer from it a lot because we have our colleagues that we really like. I mean, I'm, I, I love some of my colleagues in the speaking world, but every time I see them on stage and I'm not on stage, I'm like, why didn't they ask me? Like, what, what was going on? Like, you have this small mm. twing of comparison. And the quote that they, they, they quoted was from a French philosopher from 300 years ago, and the guy said something to the effect of the problem with humans is that we don't want to be happy. We want to be happier than other people. And it really caught me because he was doing this pre-social media. He was doing this pre-anything that we are dealing with today. And the video really was about this concept of 2024 is really going to be focused on what I enjoy and what I'm doing and how successful I think I am because the, the relationship, the relationship, the, the, the experience I had with the, the, the event was that you're never satisfied. And that is the old way of doing things is that you're never satisfied. So you have to push yourself. Whereas the new consciousness is, is that you are satisfied and things come to you. You, in fact, attract things to you quicker when you're in a state of contentment, happiness, and satisfaction. And so it was really just such an eye-opening mm. thing for me. And I guess even talking about it now is getting me to understand the gift that the, the event has been because it's shown me that this constant chase for your own lack of healing or healed self or your own lack of money in your account or the own lack of not being in the right physical shape or the lack of your own relationship status. It's this constant thing that we are trying to do is have a better relationship, better be in better shape, have more money, have a better car, travel in better places. Like it's this con everywhere you turn, you're like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And I've got some very, very close friends I love dearly, but all they do is fix themselves. And I keep telling them, I'm like, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. Why do you keep thinking you have to fix it? No, 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 I've got to try this thing. Then I've got to try that thing. Then I've got to try this thing. And look, you can do any of these sort of things based on whether you're fixed or you're just wanting to get better. And these are very different motivating factors. One is keeping you anxious and one is getting you excited about exploring, right? And so the, the quote about us not being as happy as other people really got to me and, and really so I suppose my own internal dialogue when I am online and I'm on social media is just to really release out anybody else's lives and allow my own life to be the way I describe success and measure it in my own way of understanding success. You know, it's also 
very hard being in Dubai mm. when you're surrounded by these billionaires everywhere and you keep asking yourself, what the hell have I done with my life? Because like, what? Like, how are these guys sitting with gazillions and gazillions <laughs> of dollars? And like, wow. And they're all very nice people and I'm, and I'm with them and I'm teaching them about AI. And, and meanwhile, they're, they're sitting with billions. And I just, I'm tired of the comparison. I'm, I'm tired of not being content and grateful mm. for my own success, which I am successful. But guess what? There will always be 28 people more successful than you. Like that is the constant process of life. And so really the, the, the quote for me landed it that in 2024, stick to your lane, describe your own level of success, measure it against your own level of success and just enjoy dude, you're not going to be here forever. We're all going to die. Like, are we just constantly going to be chasing the fact that you're not lean enough, not rich enough, don't have a good enough relationship, not having enough sex, not eating enough good food. Like you're just not enough at all points. And the, the event with Tony just reminded me that nobody there was good enough. And everybody who was there was trying to push through that ceiling. Sure. Um, there's, a, there's a lot in that. Um, I have a few things that I want to add to it. The first thing I just want to say before I get to that is what impressed me most about that video is that you are clearly like you have the technological dexterity of a Gen Z, <laughs> but you're in the body of a boomer, you know, because you, you you're riding a what bike. Do you mean, boomer? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Handbrake, handbrake, handbrake. What do you mean, boomer? Excuse my swearing, mom. I didn't mean that. Eric caught me off guard, you fat puppy boy. <laughs> Jeez, I don't think I've sworn like that on the pod before. Jeez, you got me off guard there, bro. Oh my god! Okay, so. Dig yourself out of this hole. Go on. We're all waiting. Obviously, we have a trigger point there. For sure. <laughs> what do you mean a trigger point? Who wants to be called a boomer? Even boomers don't want to be called boomers. You bastard. <laughs> um, what would you call yourself then? You're not a millennial, Gen right? X, so bro. What, what? I'm a Gen X. What are you talking about? Jesus. You mean AKA boomers. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> I was actually, I was trying to compliment you because I was, <laughs> oh, that came video, out, right? John is busy, yeah. John is busy <laughs> recording, <laughs> John is busy recording uh, a selfie video while riding a bike. So I actually wanted to compliment you. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I feel very complimented. I feel, I feel fantastic. <laughs> oh, so, God. Moving on from that, um, <laughs> <laughs> the the second thing I wanted to say is that, uh, on a more serious note, is we you know I, I often talk about recalibration, and the idea with recalibration is that you were always heading in a certain direction, and sometimes you're going to drift away from that direction, and then you have to recalibrate and come back into alignment with your actions and your thoughts to get you to where you need to go. Now. People think that, oh, it's so easy to set the destination. Like, it's obvious. Like, I sit down, I set a goal, I figure out who I want to be or where I want to go. And, like, like, that's it. That's my job done. But actually, 
it's much, much harder than that because there's this idea called mimetic desire, which is that you look at the people around you and you internalize their goals and their lifestyles and it just starts influencing like the direction that you are heading in. And it's so subtle, you know, and like, so you make this video yesterday and I watch it and I liked it on Instagram as well. And then this morning, um, Richard sends out an email and he, in the email, he talks about the fact that he has a, or I saw it on LinkedIn or something and he said, oh, I'm writing a new talk and the talk is called the future, the near future of leaders. And I look at that and almost like without me realizing that this process is happening, I'm going like, like, maybe I need to talk about the future of something. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I need to be the one, I need to be the one with like the future of leadership talk. And I'm like, but I don't want, like, why? Like, where, where did this all of a sudden come from? And like, because of your, your video yesterday, it was so top of mind. And I'm like, uh, you see, like, here it is in action again. You go like, oh, this guy's doing that. Oh, maybe I need to be doing that. Like, and it, it almost comes from this like, scarcity mindset in a way that you think like what you were saying earlier, like I'm not enough. Like what I'm doing is not enough. They doing that, they're getting a different result. Maybe I need to be doing what they're doing. And so like very slowly, but, but the point I'm actually trying to make is that that influence is so subtle. Like you don't even realize that you're looking at someone and like very subtly you just go, oh, I need to be a bit more like that. Oh, I need to also go in that direction. Oh, I, I need more talks about the future of leadership because now he's doing that and maybe there's almost like a bit of a jealousy that oh, I want to be the one doing that, but it's not really your lane to be to be moving into. It, it happens just so, so easily and so subversively, like without you noticing it. Yeah, you don't even know it's happening. Yeah, you, that's the thing. It's such an instinct. It's almost like an instinct and it's coming from a place of lack and it's almost very similar mm. to victimhood. Because you immediately think you're not good enough and you should be doing something different. And it's, it's, there's many people commented on the video with the quote, um, comparison is the thief of joy. And, and I was like, yes, I know it is, but we all know the quotes, but how many of us live it? Very few. In fact, maybe, Mm. I don't know, 2% don't. And so becoming aware of it gets you to change the neuroscience of the process so you can rewire and refire, you know? So I think, and I said it in the video, you know, your, your anchor point of language and your anchor point of intention are so important because that anchor point then holds you accountable for where you want to be. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that happened for you so quickly. And, and to what you also said earlier is that when we then look at, at the reality that we have, um, we also realize that that's self-created and it's self-created through our thoughts, maybe influenced by the people around us, but ultimately it ultimately is the thinking that you had that brought you to that point where you are today. And, you know, often when we, when we hit that point, what we try to do then is to diagnose and self-reverse and figure out, well, let me die. Like what happened? You know, what kind of thoughts were I thinking that led me to creating the reality that I have today? And I watched a video not too long ago because I looked at my reality and there were a few things where I was like, this isn't what I wanted to create, but somehow I've created this and you have to take responsibility for it. But often like, it's not clear, you know, what was I thinking that created this reality? Because you can't actually think of anything you would think that would create a negative reality. Right. But obviously there was something happening. And then I I read, or I was listening to this video and they said, you don't need to diagnose it. You just need to think better thoughts. 
don't try and figure out what the thought was that created today. Just figure out or focus on the thought that'll create tomorrow. And that was actually quite liberating because it set me free from having to um, analysis think paralysis. And overthink. Yeah. Yeah. What what got me to here? And it allowed me to just go, I want to just live in a different state. And I can just make that change now. And that'll come into fruition. That'll be what life looks like moving well, forward. Well, look, we'll take, a, we'll take a bit of time to unlearn the instinctual yeah. responses to the world. Uh, but awareness of us instinctual uh, responses is already a victory because the awareness of it is the mm. beginning of the end of it and the change of it, right? So, yeah, I, I, I think that ultimate elegance as a human being lies in the fact of sticking in your own lane and being content. You know, none of us like to see mm. somebody impatient. None of us like to see somebody envious or jealous, but then we become those things and we don't realize how ugly they are to the people around us. And in fact, very disturbing to our nervous system, incredibly disturbing. And um, as, as I've said on the pod before, you know, this thing keeps resonating in my head. They asked that guru, that Indian guru, tell us the deeper secret of reality. And he says, are you sure you want to know? And they're like, yeah. He says, there's nobody else here. It's just you. And you're projecting this mm. ideation, belief systems onto everything and everybody around you. And they're all reflecting it back to you. And you said something earlier, universe. You said you listen to the universe. If you break the word down, universe, it's you in verse. <clears throat> the universe is you in verse. It's a, it's a reflection point. And once you understand that, you realize that all these trigger points are self-inflicted trauma. Mm. So, yeah. It's, um, I think uh, that is a, a beautiful segue because of the <laughs> focus on language and how the importance of language into our word for the year review. And for those who might be listening to the pod for the first time or uh, haven't been listening since the start of the year, we always do a word of the year episode. It's always one of our most well-received episodes for the year as well. Um, and I think it's because there's real power in theming your year. And so I think people enjoy tuning in to listen to the way that we've come to our words because that process might be a bit daunting in some ways. Uh, also for them to reflect on their own process and start that movement for them. So this year, as with the past three years, I think that we've done the pod. I think this was the third year that we that we did it for like word of the year. Um, we sat down, we each had a word, and end of the year, it's time to reflect and and see how that word has played out for us for the year. So before we kick in, what was your word for the year? Can't remember. No, I'm kidding. <clears throat> it was elevate. <clears throat> <laughs> Last year, elevate. I could not remember my word. It was like. It had lost me. I couldn't remember it. But yeah, this year was Elevate. What was yours? Brilliant. Yeah. Was yours? Brilliant. Brilliant, I remember. Yeah. So I remember when I chose Brilliant, it was really about just the way that I wanted to show up in the world. It was about when I deliver a keynote that people, that I get off stage and people go, he was brilliant. And that I deliver a learning yeah. program and people go, this has been brilliant. And it's just one of the highest compliments because I, I think mm. it speaks to uh, a task well executed. It speaks to lots of creativity that is combined. And it's just, 
I think it's the ultimate way that we get to show up. It's like you, you are, there's brilliance in what you do. And so the word is actually, it's been, it's been on my whiteboard all year long, you know, to remind me that I want to show up in this way. And I think for the first half of the year, I had a very, very intense focus on it. And it really made me better. It, it really pushed me to ask, what does brilliant look like in those situations? Um, because it's, you know, over time when you write keynotes and you deliver programs, you have your set ways of doing these things, of designing it. You have your templates that you fill in, like, because you know it works. Yeah. Uh, but it's very easy just to do that and not to go, well, what does the next level of that look like? What does the brilliant version of this look like? And so it definitely helped me to start raising the bar a little bit in my life and also thinking that brilliance isn't just as applied to work. It's also brilliance as, as applied to being a partner, to Danica, to being a good person. Uh, dad for the dogs, you know? So like it's, it, it applies to all of those things, being a brilliant paddle player, which that definitely, you know, it, it's, it's the one oh, that, that one. Ooh, it, it's, no, it's that the, one definitely <laughs> didn't happen. Shit. Oh my God. What, what are you going to do with that? I mean, you let yourself, I thought I wasn't going to bring it up, but I mean, now that you brought it up, oh my God. So, I, I think down. it was actually the, the best uh, manifestation <laughs> anyway. of the word was my paddle career this year. <laughs> um, so, so okay. I think halfway through the year, I think I was really living into it. And then <laughs> I feel like what happened mm. is that I chose the word brilliant. And then the universe listened to that and it went, cool, I like your word. I'm going to give you a different word for the year. And that word is going to be humbled. And then it feels to me like the, the latter half of the oh. year, like <clears throat> that's what happened. Is that the universe humbled me a little bit. I don't know how else to explain it, really. Um, look, how, how, how? It's been a tough latter half of the year. Um, I feel like the latter half of the year has all has been all about resilience more than anything else. Danica's dad has been mm. very sick, so there's been the constant sort of tension. Maybe just like there's like this slight pressure in the background all the time because you don't know what's happening with his health. So it's been that. Then halfway through the year, my business just took a massive dip out of nowhere. And it was the strangest thing because mm. it was accelerating like, like you couldn't believe up until halfway through the year. Um, and like brilliant. And then humbled. Like it just, and I've never had that actually happen in my business. So it, it was also weird for me. It's recovered, but it was still, it still happened. And then obviously like Axel passed away. So that's been tough. So it's just, there's been a compound of unfortunate events in the latter half of the year. And I had big plans when I, especially because the year started off really strong. So when I looked at my goals and my stretch goals, because I'll set both, I'll set like, this is what I think will just be a natural consequence of the year. And this will be like, if I, if I push and things go really well, this will be what I hit. When I said those, things were flying. And then all of a sudden, like when like the mid-year sort of shift happened, um, yeah, just it put me into a very different headspace, right? Like I, I really feel like um, it was the universe saying like, cool. Like, I don't know for whatever reason, but like, we're going to slow you down a bit. 
make you experience something that is actually. That, got, can I make some comments? Yeah, <clears throat> go for it. No, I I I think the same thing as last year is you're attaching the word to only your business. You're not you're not talking about it in holistic terms, and I think. As a man, you showed up for your family in a fantastic way. You've lost weight, actually. You know, you've done really well at that level. Your paddle game has gone up, and you've you're excelling at that in many ways. You really did. We're gonna clip that for Instagram. Deeply, and just, like, deeply mourn Axel. I'm just gonna replay those those just, ten seconds. Let, let me let me let me keep on my flow yes, because go otherwise I'm gonna go back. Okay. I'm gonna go back to my old. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You showed up. You you mourned. Axel and still mourning Axel in a brilliant way. You you built a shrine for him. You've now saved another dog. I I think you've had a brilliant year. I really do. I think business can always be better. We know this. You remember the mm. comparison story? Like it's just never enough. Doesn't matter what happens. You can get 25 inquiries a day, and the next week you have none and your mm. business is terrible. Like it's like it's just it's a weird thing, right? But I think you're living your best life, dude. Look at the way you live. I mean, you 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 take your dogs for walks every day at lunch. You've got a brilliant life. Mm. You really do. You drive a Porsche that's not yours. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. <laughs> the world that you, <laughs> you You haven't thrown that in for a long time, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> just remind the listeners. Um, so I, I, I do think that many aspects of your life could have been better, but I don't think you didn't try one. I think you put in a hell of a lot of work and effort. That was brilliant to see. But I also think you've become much more relaxed in your approach. I remember two years ago, you used to be so self-critical, so angry, so like like irritated and impatient. And I think you've become so much more patient and and yeah, just I think on many levels, you you you've really stepped up into more of your masculine manhood than than ever before. And I see you uh, at the events, and you hold space much better. You are much more confident in the way you're delivering what you're delivering, and you had a bestseller. And and like these things are all things that I think were brilliant mm. for you. You know, um, I do think that maybe what we should do next year is have a mid year check in. And a reword. Mm. And maybe we can reword because I also think halfway through the year I wanted another word, but we've done year of the word of the year. So I was also mm. feeling like I wanted a different word. But maybe that's what we should I like do. That. You know? I think that's a good idea. But congratulations. I think you've had a fantastic year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Thank you for that, uh, by the way. Uh, I appreciate it. And obviously, like we've also also we've always said that um, one of the great things about this part is that we get to witness each other's journey. And and be there and support and it's it's always great to have that and especially because we talk so often so we get to see we really get to see the progress and the changes and the ups and downs and we share a lot of it behind the scenes obviously as well um, so thank you for that I, I think you're right that business becomes such an overarching it, it kind of becomes a thing that impacts everything like if you you know if your business isn't doing well like you stop going on date nights and you become reactive in every part of your life. And so it becomes this, instead of it being a part of your life, it becomes the thing that's infiltrated into every aspect of your life. And so often when you do a review like this and you sit down and you go, well, was it a brilliant year or not? You do tend to just focus on business and then extrapolate to the other things. Um, You're right. 
I think we all do yeah. that. But I, what I'm trying to remind you of how holistic your year is, because you, you, you were repeating twice in a row that business went down halfway through the year. And when you say business went down, you did well still. It just wasn't mm. on the same trajectory at the beginning half of the year, you know, and 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 you 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 still were busy, and you're still working with amazing clients around the world, and and you're still growing, Incredible. and you're still yeah. adding value. You got newsletters, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I'm proud of you. I think you've done well. You've got an award-winning podcast now. I mean, geez, that's, that is you didn't even mention that, Eric. Yeah, yeah. It feels a little bit that's, tough, you know. That's hard to hear. Listen, but also now that you it's mentioned hard to hear, not to be celebrated. You mentioned the book, and I'm like, did, did my book come out this year or was it last year? I think it was last year, right? It was this year. Was it this Wasn't year? Was it this year? I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember. If the, I don't know. It must have been last year. I can't it must have been I... last year. Couldn't have been this year. No, no. man. No, it can't it's be this, this year. year. No, it can't and be this year. And then you got year. published in another book this year, bro. <laughs> yes, that's true. But but no, yeah. no, the book came out last year. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Um, oh, did it. Okay. Oh, then you've had yeah. a shit year. Yeah, then you've had a terrible year. <laughs> yeah. I think only, yeah, only award winning podcast. Shut down your business. Shut <laughs> 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 uh. all right yeah. tell us about oh, you've done well brilliant tell us about your word elevate yeah look i mean it it it, it got us the gigs at eo <laughs> elevating cape town to be honest when i say us because it is us yeah john um, john is my best salesperson it's for everyone yeah. I am I am your number one sales. I think if you just add up the gigs I brought you, I'm by far uh, the number one. You're like, running my I don't business. Think that when I, Eric is second place in a way <laughs> back compared to John as your top salesman. When I say anyway. my business took a dip halfway through the year, I meant John stopped selling my business halfway through the year. And then <laughs> yeah, I, was, I stopped selling you. <laughs> I started selling myself. <laughs> so I, I, it, it was excellent because it was all about changing timelines and understanding how quantum, the quantum world is teaching us about time. And really quantum says there is no time, only the forever now. And our experience of reality is the elevation of frequency we have and experiencing levels of life based on your level of frequency and vibration. And so that understanding is very, very key to the word elevate because it means that whatever you want in life and whatever you want to heal with life is you really just have to elevate past it and above it. And becoming friends with my dad and speaking to my brother and, and being close with my family is very much part of that elevated state. My business has done exceptionally well this year. It's been busier than any other year. And also new opportunities have come into my world around the hotel that we're building in Costa Rica, around the online tax collection business that we've that, that I'm partnered with with the other company and there's just so many new opportunities that have arrived from a state of elevated consciousness and awareness and patience and elegance and I think that's really the internal dialogue that I've been practicing this year of really just a, a, a very loving internal dialogue understanding that internal dialogue is what's elevating your consciousness and perspective and yeah, it's just really, it's really set me up for a, for a fantastic year. And I've also had my ups and downs, of course. And uh, we lost Lucky on the farm and one of our dogs. And Shiva right now is not actually well. And so there, there's, it's not all been roses by no means. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's been a good word. And it, I think it really does 
sustain my energy. And like I said to you, like most of my passwords are elevate plus other things in case you want to break <laughs> into my bank accounts. Um, but it's constant, a constant reminder to me that that's my focus. Anything I want is in a state of elevated consciousness. How do you do that? Self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, lovingly discussing things with yourself, trusting your body when it's speaking to you. And just like engaging with yourself as the priority of kindness. And that's allowed me to elevate in ways that I otherwise couldn't have really seen. You know, I feel healthier than ever before and traveling around the world and really a lot of those things have, have come to fruition. My relationship was very, very hard this year. And, and I guess my relationship also breaking off with, with her and also leaving Tony Robbins in a certain way were very, both very indicative of an elevated state of what is for me and what is not for me. Mm. And, and it's the best way to describe things that you don't want to be part of. It's just not for me. It's not wrong. It's not bad. It's just not for me. It's there on their trajectory. I'm on my trajectory. We try and join trajectories. If it doesn't join, good luck to your trajectory I'm going to go my own way and having clarity around what's right for you and what's not right for you even though other people think it's right for you and you don't think it's right for yourself that level of elevated consciousness and perspective has set me up really really well so I've been very blessed and very grateful for the year and the word was yeah a really um, poignant word for me did you not end up rebranding the word halfway through the year or, or adding a word to it I did, but I, yeah, I did, but uh, I, I'll, I'll stick with just Elevated for now. I think okay. uh, that's fine. Next year, I think we'll do six months and then six months again. I've already got my word for the year for next year and we'll launch that in January, but mm. I already have a good sense of what I want to do in 2024. And, and I think actually even more importantly, what we all have to do, because I think 2024 is going to be a rough year with AI coming in and making many, many jobs irrelevant. And that's going to be a real reality bite. And so there's a lot of turmoil and implosions that I see coming in 2024. They're already talking about ChatGPT5 and that it's close to general intelligence. And so I just, I think we're in for mm. one hell of a ride next year. And, you know, I say it every year, aliens are coming. I'll say it again, aliens are coming. It's just a matter <laughs> of time. It's just one day mm. these things are going to pop and um, I do think that it's going to be a tumultuous year. And so to be, to be centered and to be in a calm state, it's going to be an imperative place to, to engage with uncertainty, with curiosity and excitement rather than mm. fear and trepidation. And mm. I think next year we're going to require a lot of centeredness uh, to, to, to deal with what's coming. And actually mm. a lot of self-acceptance. You know, yeah. it's this idea yeah. of comparison also is constantly telling yourself you're not good enough. And if you're not good enough, how do you deal with uncertainty? It's awesome. It's almost impossible. Mm. Um, listen, I, I think your your word for the year has definitely been a word that you've lived into, and it's been very evident in what's happened in your life. And so it's also been amazing to see you go from like literally from strength to strength, and from country to country, um, and from bigger stage to bigger stage. Uh, it, it's been inspiring to see that, as I, I think you continue to set the bar very high for what it means to be a good keynote speaker, um, but also for a speaker coming out of a small country like South Africa. You know, we, we talk about this all the mm -hmm. time that um, in South Africa, it's very easy to have the mindset of just being local and being caught up in a very small pond. Um, and you are 
one of the few showing really what it means to live an international life. And that the, the thinking that we export from here and the work that we do plays well on an international stage. Uh, so it's, it's been both um, inspiring and I, I kind of want to use the word practical, but it's not really the, the, the right word to use. But it's, it's like um, inspiring and, and relatable, like relevant. Like I, I feel like, mm. you know, you, you are showing what can be done. And it's, so it's been so great mm. to see that in action and to also be a part of that journey with you and uh, be on the pod with you and uh, to be recording this pod from many Thank different you. locations over the, the past year. Something that kind of strikes Thank me you. when I think of brilliance and elevate and the difference between the two words. And maybe this is something to think of as, you know, for, for listeners, as they start thinking about their year, their word for the year for 2024, is that... I think what brilliance does, I get the impulse and I can see where it was born from, from for me, but I think what it does is it creates a measuring stick and it goes, this is the standard that you need to live up to. And if you don't live up to that standard, it's not brilliant. Whereas elevate is not a standard, but an action that goes in whatever I'm doing, I get to step it up. I get to elevate into a new consciousness. So the situation doesn't really matter. I'm not measuring against anything. I'm just seeing the thing for what it is and I'm going, how do I elevate that? And so maybe that's a way of also conceptualizing. Wow, that was brilliant. <laughs> that was actually brilliant what you just said. Yeah, that was brilliant. Exactly. You know, I think, I think again, I, and I said it on the pod a while back, I think goals are used, like your goals are good, but we shouldn't be measuring against those goals because often it's just so hard to reach sometimes. And then even when we reach them, they become like you celebrate them for four seconds and then you're onto the next one. Whereas the process of elevation is I like keep just elevating your consciousness, make that system your priority and allow everything else to become part and parcel of that, you know? And of course I've got goals, mm. but I'm not mm. measuring them every four minutes and I'm not looking at them all the time. And I was listening to Scott Galloway yesterday and he said, one of the things he hates doing is watching the markets too often. He says, I don't know why I do it because it, it, I don't want to be doing it. It's consuming too much of my day. And actually what he's doing is keep checking in with his goals and just to keep checking, keep checking, keep checking. And I think that's uh, mm. that takes you away from elevating, which elevating says, I'm just going to keep accepting and becoming better and better friends with myself. And in that state, I keep elevating my consciousness to see whatever I'm seeing mm. from a higher consciousness and a higher perspective. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you for that. I think that's a great... Great uh, comparison. Brother, so that brings us to the end of another year for the expansive podcast. And yeah. so we are yes, close to hitting yes, the 200 yes. episode mark. Um, we've been going now for like three years. <laughs> That's yeah, a lot. Pretty incredible. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we're going to be kicking off for uh, the year now. We're going to stop recording and then we'll resume in January. And what you can expect from the expansive podcast in the meantime is that we're going to be replaying some of our greatest hits. So the podcasts that have done the best this year, the ones that we've enjoyed the most, the ones that people have found the most value in, we'll be replaying those on the podcast until we resume recording sometime in Jan. Uh, any sort of last closing thoughts for you for the year of 2023 regarding the pod? 
Yeah, look, I mean, it was had a fantastic journey again, uh, recording with you from all around the world and just being so fluid, you know, like some days we're not in the mood, some days it's not working, some days I can't make it, some days I'm on a flight and just having that fluidity between two friends is really wonderful for me, just have that flexibility. Also, you know, we had a very, very poignant pod this year, tributing Axel, which was We've never mm. done anything like that. And it was just such a beautiful pod. I listened to it a few times and sobbed my eyes out every time I listened to it. And I found it very, very healing. Even now I feel emotional about it, but very, very healing. That boy was beautiful and gorgeous and left too early. And that was such a deep and meaningful pod for me. And I think a lot of our listeners shared the same sense of loss and celebration for Axel and, and, I hope we don't ever do any more like that. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to lose anybody or anything or any, it's just too hard. But um, it was really such a special moment for us to share that online. And, and I don't think I've ever shared anything like that online. And that was wonderful. And it just, you know, the fact that we keep growing and, and, and keep having each other's backs and we have great guests on and next year, we're going to do more of that. We're going to do more masterclasses. And, you know, the most shared podcast we had this year was, you know, psychological safety, which was your masterclass, which was such a great pod and just so deeply resonated with so many people. And the other one that we did well was the masterclass on networking, which helped people understand how to connect with other people better. And so we're going to do more of those and try and help as much as we can. And mm. the more mm. of those things we can do, the better we get and the better our community gets and the better our community grows. And that's really the point of this whole process is, you know, to build community of loving mm. friends all around mm. the world. So thank you to everybody that's been listening and thank you for everybody that, you know, spends time with us. You know, your time is precious. It's always just wonderful to have you along and, I really hope that you get rest. You know, it's a, it's it's rest is needed. Our nervous systems need to calm down. We need to release a lot of hard sort of emotions. The war has brought up so many divisions in the world that that many friends are not speaking to each other now. And I get it. It's an incredibly painful thing that's happening. People have been hurt and lost, and not an easy process. I, I do wish a lot of healing on that process and. I do wish a lot of rest for everybody because I don't think 2024 is going to get any slower. I don't think it's going to be any less crazy. I think it's going to be even more crazy. And I think we just need to rest to be able to get ready for what's coming. Well said. Well said. Thank you for that. You know, um, it's been so effortless recording this pod, really from day one, to be honest. You know, we've never had, um, even like even though we've had rescheduling and things happen often, I've never experienced any frustration or irritation around the pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing I've ever felt is like, I just want more growth, you know, yeah. but, but apart from that, on, on the process side of it, it's always just felt so easy to do it. Mm. And so thank you for that. I always look forward to recording mm. the times where we might not be in the best headspace and not look forward to recording is never a personal thing. We yeah. always just know that things happen and we get to move it on and we get to have better conversations afterwards. So it's always been just so... Um, nourishing effortless and mm. easy and yeah. fun so so thank you for that Pleasure. and often and very often therapy you know mm. whether whether that's for you or for me uh, often it's us kind of unpacking what's happening for us and, and getting to uh, have a thinking partner and a brainstorming session online with thousands of friends listening yeah. to it at the same that's time unbelievable while we reveal <laughs> our actually emotional we're having therapy <laughs> with a thousand people listening <laughs> so hello everybody in our therapy sessions yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, and it's been great, you know, and I think this, this year we've learned a lot as well about what people are enjoying and it's so cool having Spotify wrapped come out every year. Um, some of the, yeah, so, so you've mentioned some of it. Um, we've been listened to in 81 countries this year. We had the most, the most shared part and the most listened to was two masterclasses that we delivered. And so I think next year, obviously what we want to do is double down on what people want to hear. And so we'll be doing more masterclasses. We'll be doing more interesting guests on the show as well. We'll be experimenting with new formats as well. And I think what we'll also do is create some sort of starter packs, which is like, if you're just getting going, go and listen to these episodes. If you want to listen to things about relationship, go listen to these episodes. And we'll use AI to bring a lot of this together for you as well. Uh, what, I've, what I've started doing is that often when someone emails me about something like, you know, networking, I'll just link them to the pod. I'm like, I can tell you some stuff about it, but like, go listen to this 40-minute masterclass, you know? So I think we'll, we'll have more of that as well. Like, if you have a question, here's where to go and listen to it. Um, but with all that said and done, thank you, brother, for another good year. Um, thank you for also hosting the, and holding the space for the episode about Axel. It, it was very meaningful to me as well. And, and thank you for, to all the listeners. Thank you for everyone who's tuned in, who's left us a review, who's come to say hi at an event. It's always one of the highlights for both of us when we go somewhere and someone goes, oh, like I listened to The Expansive. Like it just instant friends. So thank you for that. Um, and we look forward to continuing this very expansive journey with you again in 2024. Thank you so much. And this is your boomer friend signing out for 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.